This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A Utini Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Welcome to Bounty Hunt, a Patreon-exclusive Utini podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Eric Eilerson, and joining me on this week's hunt is Dr. Corey Helton, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. And our mark this week is The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11, The Heiress. Y'all, real quick, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, make sure you watch this episode, spoiler warning. Hey, guys! <laughs> what is fucking happening, hey. man? I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Hell of a Star Wars week, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. They oh really my. hit us with a doozy. Oh. Is it is it safe to say that this episode hit harder than any other episode so far? Yeah, I think so. Probably so. I think since the Darksaber reveal, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I, won't, I, won't make, I won't state... Maybe I will by the end of our discussion, but I won't state that this is the best episode so far, but I will say that it freaking hit harder than any episode. And it was only 35 damn minutes. What yeah. the hell? Absolutely I will say ridiculous. Frog Lady, officially not filler. Without Frog Lady, we That's got right. none of this. All right? <laughs> I, That's right. Dude, That's we right. stand Frog Lady. Um, re- you know what? We're going to get right into this. If this is your first bounty hunt, oh, congratulations. We are going to briefly recap this episode. Then we're going to just chat about it. Chat about what we loved about it. That's about it, because this episode is freaking great. We started off, ladies and gentlemen, uh, crash landing onto the planet Trask. Um, Mando's ship that is held together with duct tape and hope uh, made it all the way down to the landing platform as a Mount Calamari wearing a very comfy Chris Evans Knives Out sweater looked on in disappointment, and he crashed into the water. Mando then reunites Frog Woman with her husband in the cutest family reunion. This side of Bespin. Very, very cute. Uh, Frog Husband then points Mando to a chowder bar where he goes in and talks to a Quarren about where to find other Mando on the high seas and a boat. So it's a trap. Oh, my God, no. All the Quarren in the evil fishing boat use Baby Yoda as bait to feed to a massive sea beast because they want Mando's Beskar. They want to steal it from him. But then, oh, what's what's that in the distance? Is that jetpacks? Is that armor? It's... Uh, Bo-Katan! Bo-Katan Kreese and two other Mandalorians crash onto the boat and absolutely kick ass. The other two Mandalorians we find out are named Koska Reeves and Axe Woves, if you look in the credits. And they all tell Mando with their leader, Bo-Katan, that they're building up to take back Mandalore. They're getting back weapons, things like that, but they also take off their helmets! Obviously, this is confusing to Mandalorian. Who knows? This is the way. But then they'd say, yeah, yo, bro, uh, maybe you were raised in a cult, but we'll get back to that. Uh, They tell Mando, hey, if you help us take down this Imperial ship, we'll tell you where to find the Jedi that you're looking for. So Baby Yoda goes to Frog Lady and Frog Man for a babysitting adventure and to learn about the secrets of life. And Mando and the other Mandalorians jetpack up to this Imperial ship and whip ass once again, they are going through hallways. They're knifing people in the throat. They're sending people out of cargo bays. It is everything we've ever wanted from Bo-Katan awesomeness. They take everyone down, and finally Bo-Katan tells Mando, Hey, you should go find Ahsoka Tano. You know, that minor Star Wars character. And <laughs> Mando says, Okay, I'm sure I'll see you again in the future if there's any god. And he and Baby Yoda get back on the Razor Crest and blast off. To hopefully get more repairs before they go find Ahsoka. Pretty good episode, guys. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it was alright, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> um, one thing I want to ask y'all right off the bat. Um, earlier this week, Katie Sackoff, the the voice actress for Bo-Katan for over a decade, and now the live action actress for Bo-Katan officially, tweeted out like, "Oh, is it Friday yet?" Like as as a tease, and then quickly backtracked. But everyone was like, "Um." Did did that remotely spoil this for you at all? 
I don't follow. I, I haven't been on on Twitter like uh, super active lately, so no, it, it didn't. But I'm sure she violated an NDA. By oh doing yeah, one hundred percent. She was super excited. I'm sure she. I know. I don't mean. Like, I don't think you could be mentally prepared for the entrance though, and how much we no. got to see her do because you can say something kind of like nebulous like that. Is it Friday yet? And like we don't know if maybe just like she's gonna be in the last second of the episode or yeah, something but we've no been she was before like, too yeah of course we have but she was like front and center this episode like you were saying kicking butt like it was you couldn't have prepared yeah like the second that she landed and we saw the helmet which yeah. oh my god shout out to the props masters on that show that helmet looked exactly like it looks in animation and like Amazing. it looks good when looks when super good when they were in the ship and they were fighting in those corridors up to the front, you know, up to the cockpit, there were a couple moments when everyone had their mask on, and I swear it was almost like a mesh between, like, real life and animation. Like, I felt like I was mm-hmm. seeing the animation again. It was really weird yeah. for me, like, in a good it way. Looked, it looked good. Yeah, yeah like, some of those good. Bad Batch uh, episodes we got earlier this year in Clone Wars of those hallway fights, and just, like, yeah. the choreo mm-hmm. was great, <clears throat> and it was brutal. Um so, so is the first is the first human character or ever to be converted from animation to live action? Um. Oh my gosh, they're gonna I tell us so. if it's not, but I think it is, and and I think this, this at least in recent memory. Yeah, and this kind of goes back to something that I, I believe we said in the last episode. Bo-Katan now officially being in the Mandalorian has put this on this like animation and live action. Are, we've always known they're on the same plane as far as importance goes, but this confirms it for so many people that are like, oh, the Clone Wars is a cartoon, or like, it's for kids. Right. Like, yo, we got animation characters. Like, Bo-Katan and Cobb Vanth have both been in yeah. this season. That's right. What? That's right. I mean, Mandal- Mandalorian is proving so far that, like, if you really want to appreciate these shows, you can't only pick and choose content, right? You have yeah. to watch all of it. Like, and... I don't know, bringing in the Darksaber, bringing in Bo-Katan, possibly bringing into Ahsoka. we got to talk about that later. Yeah. Um, that's uh, very much like a direct correlation with Clone Wars and Rebels, I guess, mm-hmm. now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. There, I think that's basically going to have a lot of people who aren't some Star Wars fans who watch this just because it's on Disney+. Plus. They're going to be like, who is that? I, is that person a big deal? And it's going to get a lot of people backtracking to watching the Clone Wars, to watching Rebels, yep. to, to reading mm-hmm. more of the books. Like, how are these people tied in? They're not going to be like, oh, wow, that person was in this years ago. Yeah. I didn't even know it. Yeah, I, I mean, it. if they're smart, then the, like, re- recommended watching screen after this episode should be Clone Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. without yeah. a doubt. Because I, I was looking at this. Bo-Katan first appeared, I believe, in Season 4 of Clone Wars in the Friend in Need episodes um, where Ahsoka goes with... Um, Oh, the kid that she has like this weird love triangle thing with. The younger Lux. Yeah, what's that kid's name? Lux. Lux Bonteri. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and we meet Death Watch in season four. That that got released in January twenty twelve, which means Katie Sackhoff wow. recorded this voiceover <laughs> in twenty eleven, which means she waited almost a decade to bring this character to live action. Which That's is nuts. <laughs> I, I, you know, you I did not realize, like, this seems obvious in hindsight. I did not realize that was the voice actor. Mm-hmm. Me neither. You aren't I, the I, only I, one. <laughs> I thought that they picked somebody that remotely kind of looked like Bo-Katan as the character, mm-hmm. but, like, you're right. It is her voice. That's her. And she did a good job. I, yeah. I, I could tell she wasn't, like, a maybe, like, super professional live action actor. Oh, she's perhaps. been a Battlestar Galactica, man. She's been a yeah, series TV actor. Oh, uh, all right. All right. Star, baby. TV like, acting, huh? We're fine. It's <laughs> but, it does, but it does give you hope, though, for when they cast other, um, you know, voice talents who look like they could also be the physical counterpart for the character they're yeah. playing, a la Dr. Afro, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh we, Emily Wuzeller, we, we, we're, we're praying for you being, being an animation, being live action. Like, you <laughs> are Afro. Right. Um, That's right. But I also want to bring up the the other two Mandos because Sasha Banks has been a, a person, the actress that uh, also WWE wrestler who went by her um, actual name uh, Mercedes, or ah, I, for, I forgot her, her her like actual not wrestler name is in the credits. Mm. Um, 
But no, that's not true. It's okay. Listen, first <laughs> things away. first. We're talking about wrestling. <laughs> yes, we're talking about wrestling. We're talking yes. about kayfabe. Her name is Sasha Banks, and that's what yes. it's always going to be. Let's leave it at that. Okay, Sasha Banks. <laughs> is in this episode. The credits are wrong. Thank you, Wes. Um, but it, she, it, since the first images of season two came up, she's been there. She's been on the dock in that in that hood. The trailer was like, is she a force user? Is she whatever? How'd you guys feel about the reveal that she's just a badass Mando? That's with Bo-Katan. You know, cause I'm not I'm not as like cued into like who, who actors and actresses are and like all that sort of thing. I, I'm not very good with names in general, as you guys obviously know. And uh, I my first thought actually, and I think I asked this out loud to Caitlin when we were watching it, was was that the actress that all the rumors about Ahsoka were? Mm-hmm. And like because it looks she, they do kind of look a little bit similar, yeah, I think, kind of in the face a little bit and in. So I was like, is this the Ahsoka actor? Like, is this pretty much really out that rumor? And that was my thought the entire episode. So when they dropped the bomb that, when they name dropped Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka fucking Tano, yeah. as it was yeah. in, the, in the outline here. Oh, right? we're getting there. <laughs> when they name dropped that, I was like, oh shit, I guess that's not who I thought it was. So um, it didn't take me out at all. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Wes, as our, our, clearly as our residential wrestling fans, seeing Sasha Banks getting. <laughs> Her her first thing she does being dive bombing into a sea creature like what do you think she, how'd she do? I'm I think she did really well. She only had uh, she had a couple lines, so she had a couple lines when she jumped into the water to save Baby Yoda or the child mm-hmm. and hand it over. And then she also had a line when they were watching the transport right before they jettisoned up there. Um, but I'm super excited for. Her. I'm proud of her that she got she's broken off from her character in wrestling, which nobody should ever do. But um, I think <laughs> she she had, really, if you got to do it, she yeah, did a really a, good it was, job. It's a big mistake for The Rock. <laughs> yeah, right. Really, uh, really hurt him in his career. But I also remember our last, uh, our last ep- maybe two episodes ago, when we talked about who this person is, and I said it was a force user, and I was completely wrong. So. Mm. But I gotta say, she bad. seems pretty cool. And listen, Star Wars, if you need to, for some reason, replace a strong female lead character in the next season, <laughs> I think we might have a good candidate. I think she she did a great job. We'll talk about that Let's, more next uh, week, I'm sure. Let's backtrack a little bit and talk about like I love going kind of chronologically because that's how I can remember yeah, sure. these episodes, right? So um, let's talk about Trask for a minute. It was what yeah. a cool freaking planet to bring into the show. So that's isn't Trask the planet where they had the whole water arc on Clone Wars? Is that correct? Oh, um, I don't know. With the, with the Mon Cal no, that was, and uh, was that actually that, Mon Cal? That was on Mon Cal. Yeah, was it actually, yeah, Mon, it was actually Mon, Cal? Okay, Mon Cal? But this seems like where's, a lot of people where, like because post- where's Trask from? Is that new? Is that new? Well, it's interesting because it's literally the same exact two species, right? That that live on Mon Cal. Yeah. So I figure it must right. be. Nearby. I mean, they're both they're both like they're both water people, right? So yeah. Water I assume people. That, I assume that they they want to they want to live on planets that are. You I'm know, a merman. Water planets. Did you yeah. find it? Did you find <laughs> it weird that the Quarren were walking around the dock? when they were working in rubber boots. Don't they have, like, specialized feet for that? <laughs> they were wearing, like, nah. waders. <laughs> they, 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 didn't, they didn't want to step on any fish hooks. They have a, they have a, a great fear of fish hooks. That's true. It's the foreign, uh, you know what I wonder, though? Because the Empire, in the comics, the Empire comes to Moncala um, and really, really, like, messes it up. Like, they, they bombard Moncala, and it's pretty bad. So I wonder if these guys, you know, we might find out someday are refugees from Ancala or something that, you know, settled a new place. Uh, but but regardless of how they got there, I really loved this planet because I'm also a sucker for, like, movies about men in boats. Like, oh, we got to go out That's on right. the seas and, and oh, it's, it's a storm's coming. Ah, like, you know, it, there's yeah. something really inherently cool about that. And I really yeah. like the vibe of this. Like, it, it felt like Maine straight. Emma, correct us if we're wrong. This felt like Maine straight up. Like, <laughs> they're looking for lobster. Stephen King lives there. Hundred <laughs> percent felt that. Uh, let's also talk about Bryce Dallas Howard for a second. Oh, because standing holy ovation, fucking shit, standing yeah. ovation for mm-hmm. for her. And uh, we talked about this briefly in Slack yesterday. Um, but the entire uh, like ship entry to the planet. Uh, scene, uh, they they already confirmed, and there's some really cool videos side by side that it was absolutely a throwback to Apollo 13. Um, yeah, that and her dad directed. 
Her dad directed, right? So Ron there's Howard. a really cool. You guys got to go find this stuff on YouTube or whatever. There's some side by side comparisons mm-hmm. and like the way the ship. If you thought it looked kind of odd, like we've we've not really seen it in Star Wars like a whole lot, really. Where like the ship like kind of catches on fire, mm-hmm. kind of as it's coming through the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's Revenge it of the Sith, ex- really. Yeah, that's right. It looks exactly like the scene in Apollo yeah. 13. And like, she, it's side by side. Yeah, it's she confirmed fantastic. it on Twitter, and it's it was so fun this week too because if you follow Ron Howard anywhere, he was retweeting so many things that like about like. Great job, Bryce. We like he's such a proud dad. I know. Like, <laughs> how could you not be? Yeah. This episode was just fantastic. Yeah. And that whole landing scene was fantastic. When he like missed the landing oh, platform. That was comic prequels release. humor. Did it remind you guys of the prequels? Yes. Yeah. And there was like, a lot of actually like this was such an action oriented episode, but there was a lot of humor if you really think back about it too. Yeah. And it was well done. Like it played well side by side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, loved them. And then of course the I mean, I got to say, I get kind of, not super emotional, but happier than I thought about the frog reunion. I mean, that was really oh, sweet. Yeah. It was great. It was so adorable. Like, yeah. I love Frog it, Lady. It played a big music, uh, the music played a big part in that, so they, they switched over the score to, to a different song, and everybody's like, oh, that's great. So that, that, yeah. All that music plays a big part in, in you know, all these episodes. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I just, I have to say, like, I don't know if, if this if this actually true or if it's just more noticeable now, but the world building in mm. in the season two just seems really off the charts. Like I, I'm like I'm like like uh, panning through the the episode here, another window, kind of mm-hmm. as we're talking. And like I didn't even I need to watch this. I only watched this one for one time. I was gonna watch. Uh, I started watching all of them again, and I got through episode one and two, but then I fell. I got tired and I fell asleep. <laughs> Life will happen. And so I, I didn't get to uh, I didn't get to episode three to watch it again. But I'm like panning through this, and like there are so many extras in this on trash. There's like mo- there's yeah. like more than just Corin and uh, Mon Cal people too. There's all kinds of aliens I don't recognize in the and background. And we've said like, a been- couple of times that like uh, like maybe some of the alien species felt a little bit off right like the Gamorians and episode mm-hmm. one and stuff mm-hmm. every alien in this episode felt so spot real on. to me yeah like so, so well on. done the Corrin especially because yeah. yeah. their tentacles yes. on their face would move uh-huh. and one would yes. come up and scratch another tentacle and come back down yes. it was crazy it's, it's like incredible. Davy Jones Pirates of the Caribbean yep. stuff like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and also, there's there is the other idea that like that's expensive just to to make yes. like, all these prosthetics and to to I animate know. the tent. Like, like how many? We've said this before on the Living Force. How many hundreds of hours went into this one episode? Yeah, right. Like, it's all really the costume impressive. people and like every single every single little little thought has got an entire department associated with it. Like yeah. the world building people and the props people and the costumes people. Like. They're spending a fortune on this show, and it just feels feels so realistic. Like this is absolutely movie quality. Yeah, like like this is peak Star Wars right now. It's mm-hmm. so hard to to even like deny that every single detail is just utterly fantastic. Oh yeah, and I mean when we get to the, I know I'm jumping ahead. Um, when we get to the end, when we get to the fighting, like it had very much like Rogue One vibes to me. Like this yeah. felt aesthetically like Rogue One. It was that yeah. the darker. Um, even the stormtroopers looked very similar and, oh, it was, it was just so freaking cool. And you're so right, Corey. Ch- it felt yeah. lived in. This felt like a, a chowder bar, dude. The chowder. <laughs> like I'm looking at this. That's I realized it. Do you realize that, do you guys realize that the, the chowder bar scene, the entire scene that they did, they, they must've designed an entire cantina for it, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, seven minutes to nine minutes. Awesome. That entire scene is only two minutes long, and all the details they had to create for just that with the little, the slurpy like like hose. Also, to, brilliant like, idea. Hey, how, yeah. We have how one big... thing to eat here. You get yeah. chowder. It comes from the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. I was I gonna know. say like how there's no menu because it's, no. there's just a pipe with the one, one thing day. that leads to every table. <laughs> you got it has chowder, little tiny yeah, squid in chowder and a chunk of something. You're like, what was that chunk that came out of that tube? And he's just like, he's like, <laughs> don't play with your food. It was yeah. hilarious. Also. How much you want to bet that you know what? I would love a Bocaton Funko. I would love a Cobb Vanth Funko. Mando there Monday, go. they're gonna be like child with squid on its face. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yeah. I'm like I saw that, I'm like, that's cute, but god damn it. <laughs> but we did see the uh, Mon Calamari Flan show back yes. up. Yes, that's right. One. That's right. He, well, he held on to it. Was, Strangely, really excited about in the last season, like <laughs> seeing new physical money is fantastic, yeah. and, and the sound effect they have when it hits the the table is so weird. 
Yeah, it's like I, I really just want to put them in my mouth. Like they look like <laughs> thank you. They look like Thank sour you, patch things or something. People like put their uh, hands all over that man. Just, you've <laughs> heard about the germs on money. <laughs> Technically, they put their fins You're all over. You're a doctor it, yeah. for They're crying out loud. If only we had video, you would see Corey spitting out a quarter right now in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sucking on money fetish, guys. Like, <laughs> and the flan are like the epitome of it. That's but right. That That's aside, right. then we get to the boat, which is the boat, which I I incredible. also said out loud while talking to Caitlin. Have we ever seen a boat in 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 Star Wars before? Mm. A physical boat like that you can that's well, riding on like the water, the skiff. like. From uh, yeah. yes, like right. so we like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, every every Skywalker, other every other it. ship has always like floated. We've never seen a boat float. Before. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this seems so Earth. <laughs> it was very yeah. yeah, and it was very cool to see the Corin, who are like we know are an underwater species. Um, the Corin and the Moncala, but like on a boat, fishing yeah. on a motherfucking while, boat. While yeah, like, I loved it. While Mando's wearing a jetpack and he's just sitting there, like, can can I just fly there? Why am I in a boat right now? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but I thought it was really cool because they also like, I mean, it felt like a living boat. Like guys had things they had to do. Everyone had tasks. They're like, you know, dealing with yes. line. And then that giant some beast in the strong, middle of uh, it. Did you guys? Yeah, some real strong uh, deadliest, deadliest catch catch. Definitely. 100% <laughs> with the giant like vat in the middle of the boat. Yeah. Just like <laughs> crab. Do you remember what that oh, thing man. was called? No. Uh-uh. It's called a mama core. Thank um, you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like a like a manticore. I don't know, but that is, is the it? name of it. You're right. <laughs> um, did you guys think for so one that was absolutely hilarious when he just kicked the child in there? Dude, I mean, that was he, yes. the child got oh. yeeted right in there. I lost <laughs> yes. it. I he lost you into it. That's hilarious. Like, it was a really smooth mood move too. Like he, like he didn't attack Mando at all. No, he was just like let's just toss the child in here and see what. No, happens. but it was like, in the, the big long pole. It thing. was hilarious because it was in the middle of a sentence, and then he just started talking louder whenever he threw baby in there. He was just like, "Yeah, so if yes. you see this monster come out of the water, it likes to eat it." And you go like it was. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right, Jocks. Yes, the next. That's the next shirt. I got yeeted into the mama core. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's, it honestly it's a good oh, plan because Beskar is is nigh indestructible, right? So I guess their idea yes. was like, essentially we we lure him in, then he goes in, and gets eaten, and then they just extract the Beskar from the Mama Corps yes. and then it's like sell the it all over it's again. Just, hmm. Yeah, it's just Jonah and the whale right now um, with, this, with the Beskar. <laughs> Everybody wants the fucking Beskar. Too. Yeah, yeah, it generally well, doesn't go well for things that eat Mandalorians, though, right? Like think about That's what right. happened to no. the Great Dragon. <laughs> yep. And they show. Um, Mando really needs to. He needs to like. He really needs to paint up his armor or something. Make it look less valuable <laughs> because he's walking around looking like a fucking Mercedes Benz. That out, man. Some stickers on it. <laughs> we noticed um, that it went in the when he was in the water to when he dove in there that his jetpack works underwater too. So it shot. Oh him yeah, back that's up. interesting. I mean, and then of course, speaking of jetpacks, three more jetpacks. Yo. All right, first first impression of when you saw Bo-Katan land on the ship, you saw the helmet, we saw who it was. What 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 went through your mind? Hell well, yeah! I, I was so flustered I could not even name her name because Kate Kate was like, "Who is that? Who is that? Who's?" I'm like, "It's it's you, you know you know." <laughs> I could not even think her, until she named herself. It like completely left my brain. It was such an adrenaline rush. Like, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, seeing that headpiece show up, just like the the electronics behind that, it's probably CGI, but just putting that that headpiece together with Bo-Katan, I was like, that is 100% Bo-Katan. They get all the details right. Yeah, and and she also has the Ben Solo force power of taking off a helmet and your hair looks great. (laughs) I I know what Star Wars does with helmets, but damn, they all look fantastic. Is the question is to me is is Mandalorian going to meet any other Mandalorians in the show that that don't take their helmet off because that is a recurring theme. Now. I don't know. Well, okay, let, let's dive into that because that was I, I talked about this a lot on the live stream with Geeky Waffle and some other folks last night about the revelation that when Bo-Katan tells Mando, "Oh, you were essentially raised by an offshoot zealot group that are trying to go back to the old ways of Mandalore," and and it to me it kind of read like. Um, if anybody was raised in like kind of a, a hyper uh, religious or, or kind of compressed area, 
and then you go out into the world and you're like, oh, wait, what? Like, what I've learned in this kind of society may not be right. Are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah. It, it shifts you in a way. And I think that there we it's go. like breaking Mando's Amish. reaction to that. Yeah. Anything like that was fascinating because we we as an audience know Bo-Katan is the Mandalorian. Like, she is yeah. straight up from Mandalore. And now, heir, heir, heir to the throne. Heiress to the throne. The heiress, kind of. if you will. Thank you, episode. But what do you think is, is going to happen with Mando going forward now? Because essentially, he has been told you were maybe raised by an oppressive cult-like structure, and yeah. now you've met people who are Mandalorian, who have honor, but mm-hmm. aren't repressed. Like, uh, how's right. that storyline going to go? Because they can't just drop that. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if uh, are we going to get the chance for um, uh, are we going to get the chance for him to like basically live without his helmet on in the show well like, he's he very pretty so i really hope so <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean pedro pascal you don't just mask him for five seasons so that's right i think this might be the first instance of him hearing of this him hearing it would be yeah. be a child of the watch a cult of yes. religious zealots i mean if he mm-hmm. heard that he was like i'm a cult member what the hell it, like that can't yeah. be, <laughs> it that can't be true Schmidt, mando like i'm a what <laughs> it makes you question though um how much of an impact did Death Watch have on Mandalorian culture as a whole? Because every Mando that we saw in season one did the same exact thing, did not mm-hmm. take their helmet yeah. off, mm-hmm. right? So, like, it's clearly—I yeah. I mean, unless he was in a weird pocket of their influence, like, it seems like it's—it's it's pretty expansive. Yeah. Well, so, it, I mean, let's 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 speculate a little bit, yeah, right? Sure. So, Child, Children of the Watch, like, sounds like a legitimate name. Like, that's yeah. not, that doesn't sound like something we we'll just would we'll just say, right? So, Children of the Watch has got to be like some descendants of Death Watch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, if you're thinking about, you know, pretty much the Mandalorians were defeated and destroyed by a combination of, you know. Uh, the Maldalorians mm-hmm. and Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it makes sense that this sort of uh, new sect of people that wanted to to kind of be true to the old ways, but maybe also appreciate sort of like, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed lately, a kind of like living under the shadow type of mm-hmm. lifestyle, right? To, yeah. And like Children of the Watch is such a great name because they're not, they don't seem so crazy anymore. They seem like... Just trying to survive. Right? Yeah, and and there is the, the idea. Um, last night, uh, our our buddy Spice Den was on the show with with us, and he he brought up a great point that if you look through at season one now, knowing this, knowing that this is an offshoot, you look at the Mandos we saw in season one. A lot of them don't have names, right? The Armorer, even Din Djarin, mm-hmm. we didn't know his name until the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. so they're all kind of just of the culture. They they speak. This is the way. Very much like they have, they have phrases they repeat. They all live underground. Mm-hmm. Only ones really allowed to leave at a time. Like there it's is this culty. kind, yeah, there is this kind of cult atmosphere. And but I think you're totally right, Corey. In civilizations, when you're on the brink of destruction or elimination, I think there is a way of like receding into the old ways as like a, yeah. a as like a safety thing. Mm-hmm. Like okay, this doesn't work. <clears throat> Let's just essentially hit the reset button and. Yeah kind of cut ourselves off from everyone else. And who knows, right. maybe they didn't even know that Bo-Katan um, and Koska and Axe, who are both wearing Death Watch armor, by the way, in this episode, so clearly another mm-hmm. branch, maybe they didn't know they were still alive. So yeah. who knows how Mand- Mandalore splintered. Yeah, I mean, and the, the whole Death Watch sort of ideology kind of serves itself well to the survival kind of thing, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. So it makes sense that they have survived. Yeah, I, I, I think that there is definitely... Going back to speculation, there's potential, I think, going forward of Mando having some really introspective episodes coming up. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about the budget of this single episode, right? Not every not every episode in the season can have this level of budget, which means there are going to be some more intimate episodes coming up, I assume. Um, so I wonder if we're going to have the episodes of just kind of quieter Din trying to understand his life, trying to understand what is the way. And, I mean, looking ahead... Two episodes from now, Filoni is directing, and yeah. does he maybe meet someone else that left a, uh, you know, a um, cult-like organization like the Jedi? Maybe I mean, yeah. this could be some really cool Mando Ahsoka conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think they'll explore get- that idea for sure, and I think we are going to see Mando have to wrestle with what does it mean to be 
a Mandalorian? Like, is it what he knows or is it something more? Mm-hmm. Is it something more expansive? I would love to see him be amongst both groups at the same time, right? Like to see him be back with like, yeah. say the armor and Bo-Katan at the same time and to feel that oh pull from both sides. Right. And to maybe find he- his own path in the middle, who knows? Um, and then the, yeah, o- dude. the other thing I wanted to say was, I, I will say that I I have mixed emotions about taking the helmet off. I really do. I, I agree. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty guy to look at, but, but uh, there's something about the characters in Star Wars who don't take the helmet off, right? I mean, now we've yeah. seen mm-hmm. Boba Fett's face, but like Boba Fett, Vader, uh, technically he takes the mask off too, but that doesn't last very long. Um, there's something <laughs> There's something about that. Doesn't there's go just, well for him after that. Yeah, there's just like a level of mystery and just cool that like you, you can't yeah. take away. I'm fine if he takes the helmet off. I'm not saying like I'll hate it or anything, but like I'll feel a little bit of sadness to miss that just yeah. like the silhouette of like just the Mando like from the posters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there is something though. Trying to read him, trying to read him as a character, like between scenes, mm-hmm. is is a fun exercise in like identifying what's going to happen. Like it really, it really does shield a lot of the like what's going to happen next because you never yeah. know what he's thinking yeah. or what he's going to do. He just stares. No micro expressions <laughs> of a helmet. Yeah, it's, it's there's a, right. a totally different <clears throat> acting style. Like it's all the, the the physicality of the nudges, which is, shows how good the directing is. Honestly, going back to Bryce Dallas Howard in this episode. When the mat, when the helmets come off, just the way that Mando moved and the way that he looked around, you knew exactly what he thought. And Charles, you also just kind of blew my mind because now I'm imagining a scene where the Armorer and Bo-Katan are together, and I'm like, is there a more badass pairing in this show right. than the two of them just <laughs> going to town? Yeah. Okay. And one more thing that I wanted to mention about the armor since you brought that up is uh, this is definitely like like maul horns now, right? Like, can we Could assume that that's mm, what that that's is? That's a great point. Like oh. we talked about that last episode. Like, but. I mean, uh, or last I, uh, last season. Yeah, I so, don't know if I'm 100 percent there, but it's definitely not not possible. That's for so sure. So we can yeah. speculate about that as well, Corey. That you brought that up. So it's not technically Death Watch, right? That they're a part of. Isn't she part of the Night Owls? So the Night yes! Owls joined yep. Death Watch, and You're then right, that's they her crest. broke away from Death Watch or mm-hmm. what? Maul's Shadow I Collective don't that at all? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's the owl her, symbol on Bo-Katan's shoulder. Yeah, and her helmet is like, isn't it owl eyes, kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think both of those groups came together, and then they broke off. So maybe mm. part of, part of um, like, what Mando is a part of is Maul's group, or, or a portion of that, and mm. then mm-hmm. there's the night owls that are trying to... Tell everybody you can you you can take your damn helmet off and come on, which is Guys. cool too. What's the what's the owl like? What's the name of the owl creature that uh, like represents Ahsoka that keeps showing up? Morai. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting to think about that symbolism too. That mm. we see Bo-Katan and yeah. the night owls now bringing back Ahsoka. Yeah. So let's yeah. What, real quick. How cool is it that we get to have these conversations right now? Yeah, um, that know. this is blowing my mind. The fact that we have waited over a decade of Clone Wars and Rebels and like it's all. This is astonishing. Um, since since we're talking about sorry to interrupt, Eric. <laughs> no, since go. we're talking about I'm Mandalorians and bringing in characters like from shows and stuff, I really th- you know I, I was initially like pretty in the camp of like ah, I really don't think they're going to bring in major characters like Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and all these people, but like I it looks like they're really opening the door to that. I would not yeah. be super shocked if we got Sabine. I mean, she's certainly tied into the yep. Mandalorian Ooh. culture at this point really really well. Like yep. I think that's a very viable character to end up in the show. And yeah. has ties to the Darksaber, right? Yeah, has yeah. ties to the Darksaber as well. And I was which g- she clearly lost it, right? I mean, in the timeline, she Bo- had the Darksaber. Yeah, Bo-Katan, right? I think, had it last. She gave it back right. to Bo-Katan in Rebels. That's right. So that and was Bo-Katan the big question, um, especially with Meg on our team, who is our biggest Bo-Katan fan I know. When we saw it at the end of last season, that was the big question. Oh, my God, how did he get it from yep. Bo-Katan? And I'm glad that they brought that yeah. back. But... To your point there, Corey, about bringing characters in. So we, we mentioned Ahsoka, right? He's like, she's like, I'm going to tell you how to see Ahsoka Tano. The last time we saw her, she was with Sabine on her way to find Ezra. And that takes place mm-hmm. before this show. So when we see Ahsoka now, probably two episodes from now is my guess. That's the next Dave episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to find out something like... We Sabine might be with her still. They might still be searching for Ezra. She could have found Ezra. Um, like there's oh. 
Yeah, like raw. Um, <laughs> don't do that. To you're me. We might you're do merging. That. You're you're joining two forces right now. <laughs> the powers all combined. Well, dude, and hey, who was with Ezra the last time we saw him? Dump, dump, Thrawn. Dump. Thrawn. <laughs> like, guys, this single the Pergil. Baloney <laughs> <laughs> has been sitting just just in the background, being like, "I know how it all works." The goddamn Emperor in the First Order are going to be in the next episode too. While, while we're at it, like, <laughs> the yeah, possibilities we, we, you are heard here first. Luke Skywalker <laughs> is in the next episode. <laughs> well, and it's also interesting because there's there's been talks, um, you know, like Star Wars rumor talks. We're, we've been very vocal on all our shows. Take them or leave them, whatever. But there's been a pretty consistent talk that the, the next animated show post Bad Batch is going to be the Ahsoka Sabine show where they're looking for Ezra. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So and they, and they kept saying they kept saying that like Mandalorian is going to be its own thing. It's going to be its own thing, but. We all know that they're all full of shit when they say <laughs> yeah. stuff like this because you can't have Filoni work on projects like this and not get too jacked up to put stuff that he loves in the show. Absolutely. Right? If, if they if they don't want characters like Ahsoka and Sabine and connections to Rebels in this show, they need to just kick Filoni off the project because right. it's not possible for him. But like, I think this is the perfect. Like his, yeah, this is a perfect a, way to do it because they're like, hey, if we have a new animated show coming up, let's take The Mandalorian, easily our most popular show. And mm-hmm. we're going to introduce Ahsoka, maybe introduce Sabine on this show. So then when we come out with that, if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, you're like, oh, they're from that Mandalorian episode. Boom. Mm-hmm. Then I, So I think, to your point, Corey, Mandalorian can keep being original. We love that it's original. We love the new stuff. Yeah. But I think they're really starting to use it for like a gateway into the other series. Like one yeah, episode arcs like of, it. here's these characters, and then you want more of them? Great. Go over here. I mean, they do it with books and comics all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I will say I love that. too that again we don't really pay too much attention to the rumors, but some of them are very hard to avoid. Like if you're just on Twitter, and so I've yeah. seen like most of the you know the big predictions. And I'm just gonna say most of the big ones that I saw thus far have ended up panning out, and mm-hmm. I I don't know how I feel about that. Number one because I loved how under wraps everything was in season one. Like I don't. I, I hate rumor. Like I, I, I hate that that's just <laughs> yeah, a thing that exists because it's obviously inherently spoilery. But if this keeps up where all those major rumors are actually panning out on the show, I mean, it's just absurd how much they're able to pull in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. we got guys, we gotta be Tobias Beckett when it comes to rumors. Assume everyone will betray you and you'll be <laughs> never be disappointed. <laughs> That's right. So, I assume so let's leakers. um let's just dive like super hard into Ahsoka for a second let's because we're do like that. <laughs> we are like pretty much already there. Yeah. Um and realistically, we're going to get a live action Ahsoka in the show, are we not? Yes. Yeah. It's hundred percent. Like that it, is. If they pull the bait and switch and didn't do it now, that it would. No. Yeah. Yes. It would be bad for them, right? Yes, it would, like, be, it would be ridiculous, mm, too. To, and they realize that, right? Yeah, which is why I think they dropped the name, because I, I think they didn't want to play the Bo-Katan knows a Jedi, because we'd all be like, oh, you mean the one Jedi she's ever really been associated with? Like, yeah. let, let's let's get rid of the speculation and just say, yes, it's Ahsoka, moving on. Yeah, and like clearly, like they're still working together and shit. Because how does how does Bo-Katan just know where Ahsoka is? Because Ahsoka's contact, all you know? over the place. Yeah, like right now at this at this particular time in history. This is post Rebels. This is mm-hmm. post everything. So like, she has her pager. She's number gonna, she's gonna be Clone in the Wars? fucking show. Yeah. Do what? She has her pager number from Clone Wars. After the <laughs> siege, right. they're like, oh hey, by the way, if you ever need me. Well, that's what's right. her yeah, mission right. right now? I mean, I, we know maybe she's looking for for Ezra, right? Ezra. But we don't know, you know, what is she going to be putting aside to potentially help Mando? Like, are we going to learn more about what she's up to, or is she going to be still somewhat shrouded in mystery? And is she going to be question. wearing the and white I, cloak? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my! Uh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah right. I mean, I, what I think... is she up to? Like, what's her mission? Like, who is she associating with? Like, is this? I'm also curious what her role in the show is going to be. Is it going to be a come and go? That's that's how this ep- yeah. that's how this series has been so far. Is they show up for a brief hot minute and they're gone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they may or may not come back later. And Corvus, I think Corvus a one... is a new oh. planet too. Sorry, Eric. No, no, go ahead. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, Corvus is a new planet, so we don't know what she's doing. If they had said something yeah. along the lines of, oh, he's on Tatooine, I'd be like, Bleh! okay, enough with Tatooine. But, <laughs> yeah. Mando's uh, like, god damn it! 
<laughs> Everybody's on fucking Tatooine. Corvus is a brand new is a brand new planet. So yeah, I think what, what kind of planet is it going to be? Let's let's. Wasn't that the name of a Jacobite planet? I swear I know that name. Corvus planet. <laughs> I like Corvus was a ship in Battlefront too. Okay, um, thank you. The, the I knew Corvus. I recognized yes. that. Um, but I think that there's something to like Ahsoka being a, a Yoda type figure. Maybe like if they found Ezra, then I think she might be just trying to you know go a little like Bendu like. Try to just tap into the 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 purity of the force because she's not a Jedi. She's not mm-hmm. the the war is over now. So I think maybe she, she's just like pissed off and a hermit and giving up on everything. I mean, th- there's no way that could go poorly for Star Wars. <laughs> no, right? no, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll um she'll beat Baby Yoda like with a cane to take his little granola bar, just like Yoda whenever they first saw him. <laughs> but yo, what if she says, "Is that Baby Yoda?" Because she knows who Yoda is. That's true. So when she's oh, a yeah. child, she's going to be like, um, yo. She's seen one before, yeah. What happened to Yoda? Child. What did you do to Yoda? <laughs> she's seen two of them. She's seen Yaddle, so maybe she's like, oh, I knew that Yoda and Yaddle got it on. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Listen, I have I have to say, I'm still like mentally preparing myself now for what live-action Ahsoka looks like. Because like, I have to just... I have to go. I've previously said. I even said last episode that like, like it has to be done right or mm-hmm. I, it won't be good. And I'm like, I have to. I'm like building myself up now that like I don't care what it looks like. I have to accept it. So yeah. no matter if if my gut reaction is I don't like the way she looks or something just doesn't seem right, I'm accepting it. And this is what live action Soka is, right? Because mm-hmm. we've already said before that the the, the Twi'leks on the show have been a little odd and at yeah. times it seems like. So a Tegruda. Gruden, yeah. I bet she looks pretty. I bet they start her out wearing a cloak, to where you can only see like the head tails in, in the front. Just I, ho- I kind of hope so. Mm-hmm. And then, I kind of hope so. The body paint is hard to get into. I think. Yeah, you know? I feel like I, I I've been doing a rewatch of all the Marvel movies during my work days recently. Um, work which days? has been also if you haven't done that in a while, put them on the background. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> but. Uh, this reminded me of uh, the vision. Uh, how well they do Paul Bettany because yes, his entire face true. is purple. I'm like, that's like Marvel Disney money, like movie yes, budget. Yes, that's stuff. a good point. That's, that's so well done. And I'm like, okay, if you take that, because again, Corey, you made a point about the the Twi'leks. Every time we've seen a Twi'lek, there's been a Twi'lek and a Deveronian and like a couple other mm-hmm. aliens. If your whole makeup budget is just on Ahsoka for the episode, yeah, then maybe you can just like make that the best possible prosthetic and thing you can if you don't have to make up like four other yes. aliens. Are we going to see your fight? With yes. The lightsaber? Oh, yes. Yeah. Please. They have if they're, to. If, uh, <clears throat> oh, I'm shorting out. My brain is shorting out imagining it. <laughs> um, yeah, they sell her lightsabers at Galaxy's Edge. She's got to fight. Well, the last thing we saw her with was a weird staff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I so I think she's going to staff fight, thing. staff fight, mm-hmm. staff fight, and then she goes, all right, the staff gets thrown away. She like shoulders off the cloak like Kylo Ren, and then the lightsabers are showing at her belt. Oh my! That'd be cool. Mm. Deborah Chow needs to direct her fighting as well. I'm just gonna say that based on her action scenes from last season. Oh God! To think about. There's so much good coming in here, and there's there's just so much. There's so many possibilities. And and correct me if I'm wrong. Now, guys, I believe we are. Out of scenes from the trailers now. I believe we we have now seen I think so. everything. I'll have to go back and watch the trailer. Except just when we see you, but... Grief and uh, Cardoon again. Oh right, is the only scene. Which is probably next episode. Yeah, and it's. I hope Ahsoka kills off Cardoon. Can uh, I just say that? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's natural in a story way. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot that she was even going to show up. Yep. And Grief Karga, and yeah, where the hell are these people? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is so now we're. I, I want to talk about. A little bit of a next week's episode um, in a vacuum because we know next week's episode was directed by Carl Weathers himself. He he said it on, which is a super interesting choice. It is. It's really cool, and I'm like, okay, so th- that tells me that Grief Karga is going to be in the episode. Yeah. So I would assume that Mando is like, hey, this this fish person put my ship together with netting. I cannot fly all the way to tra- all the way to Corvus. I with think this. they're. Yeah. I think they're going to have to rename the Razor Trest, the Razor Crest. They're going to rename it the Lobster Trap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's well, what it looks like. How straight is, up. How is this thing still flying at this point? Like oh, it's like held we, together with seaweed. We have never seen now, a so. ship be torn up this badly. I think, including <laughs> the Falcon, even in Solo Star Wars story, like this thing is just destroyed. 
Yes, yeah. that's sh- the shot at the beginning of this episode or the end of the last episode with like yeah. the piece of cargo be flapping. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So I, th- I do think they're going to go back to Navarro um, because Mando's like, you know what? I know I can go there and I can call in favors and get free repairs. And I think he'll meet back up with Grief and Kara and they'll have like a little one off episode of him basically saying what he's learned and something will happen there. And then the episode after that, Filoni's directing. And then I think that's when we go to Corvus yeah. and we oh yeah meet. Maybe it'll be. It a makes while. me almost yeah, want to like wait two weeks and then watch them back to back because I feel like it's gonna be so hard to finish out episode four and just be yeah. like, oh my god, we gotta wait another week. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always also kind of like, hey, we're gonna tease Ahsoka, but do you want Cara Dune in the meantime? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna make you a steak, oh, but first man. we're gonna punch <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> Um, yes. um, if, 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 if we're talking about this a lot, so we should probably, just yeah, we'll address it. it. Uh, Gina, what's your last Carano. Gina Carano is kind of a shithead on Twitter guys, just for the record. Yeah. Like, like, like not like she's been posting a lot of like super anti-mask stuff this week. I mean, mm-hmm. previously it was just like, okay, she's a conservative. It's fine to have political opinions, but mm-hmm. now she's just being plain off. Yeah. She's like, also joined a recent, um, social media site that is made for people that Parlor. violate the pro- the rules on Twitter enough, and it's rooted in anti-Semitism and race. Yeah, so it's kind of shitty. So she's just being a, a it's butt real bad. now. So like, I'm kind of over her. I can't separate it anymore now. Yeah. I can't. I could previously, and I can't anymore. And now yeah. I'm just like, regardless of what her political opinions are, I'm a doctor. I can't get behind a famous person saying we shouldn't be wearing masks. I can't. I, yeah. Mask. I can't. I can't. I can't get. That. And promoting that like <laughs> the election is rigged, and like all these, all these. <laughs> <Or masks. laughs> Yeah, so next week, if she's in the show, uh, straight up, if you're listening, I won't be able to. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to. to, Uh, Just get drunk and watch it. It'll be fine. I'll I'll vomit a little in my mouth when I see her, and maybe Ahsoka kills her off. Yep, I'm going to get drunk when I watch it, and I I do watch these at 6 in the morning, so it'll be a really fun day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so before we close out this conversation, I want to go back because we've talked about the first 14 minutes of the episode, and we've talked about the last three minutes of the episode. We have skipped this enormous, gigantic, absolutely fucking incredible scene that I absolutely (laughs) want to talk about, which is the fighting on that, what's it, Gazanti? Is that what it's called? Gazanti-class cruiser, which, by the way, looked so fucking good. So far, my favorite ship that has been in this show by a damn long shot that thing looked so fucking good it was also awesome. like before we get to that there was this little warehouse scene too that i totally forgot was in here where like he gets jumped by the Corin oh, yeah. and, and the mandalorians come uh, and save yeah. his ass that was a that yeah. was a great fight scene yep. dan's like i killed your brother that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was not she was not messing around she's like no she i will not. murder you i will murder you and then when she looks at, at mando and goes this is the way i'm like oh my god so, so right sick. before they jettison up to that to that uh, to that cruiser, that music when they fly. Well, I wrote down um, the music that plays when the transport takes off is badass. It's very uh, Resident Evil that music yeah. that plays. Yeah, it was. Um, and to then it. the when the four of them use their oh, jetpacks yeah, yeah, yeah. to fly up, it. it's like it's like distortions, like boom, yeah, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> sick. Yeah, and it sounds of, like zombies are there's about to come out. There's our new podcast. Corey does soundtracks. Speaking of sound, there is a sound effect here. I I forgot to write down where there is like a, a pod racer esque sound bite somewhere in here. Like the the sound effect is used for something else. And we made a good point last night. That means episode one, we got the pod racer that Cobb Vanth was driving, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Episode two, there's a pod racer engine that was cooking some food. And uh-huh. episode three, there's a pod racer sound. So I wonder, guys, Don't was do there it. like a little challenge? Was there a challenge put up by, J- by John Favreau that was like, all right, directors, here's the deal. We're going to play a game. <laughs> You gotta wanna, put a reference uh, yeah. to pod racing in every episode. Dude, just but sneak how, it in and then, But how dystopian? <laughs> how dystopian feeling and like Mando feeling would it be for him to show up at a pod race? Like I want tell it. Me so that fucking fit in so well. And then I can have yes, my spinoff novel about pod racing. <laughs> And not on Tatooine. I don't yes. want to. I don't want a desert fucking pod race. I want something complete like a forest pod race. Jedi. Jetta. No, no <laughs> desert planet, god damn it. 
Get the hell. <laughs> I didn't mean to totally interrupt you either, Wes. You are talking about the music or something. Else. Did you have another point there? No, no, no. That was it. I just, uh, when yeah, they, yeah. yeah, Resident Evil vibes. I love crazy. that. But yeah, yeah, more pod racing. Uh, guys, so watch out now. It, it, this is, because I, I know sometimes on sets and TV shows, like, the behind the scenes people play jokes and they're like, oh, we're going to fit in like the pineapple and psych or like, you know, there's little in, inside uh-huh. things they hide. Keep an eye out, everyone, for the rest of the season. Let's see if pod racing does show up because yes. uh, that that would be incredible. And I totally agree, guys. We need pod racing. Give Charles his Fast and Furious pod racing mm-hmm. book. Yes. With Vin Diesel. Not really. But God, yeah. I just, I'm just I'm, I'm still painting through this this cruiser and like it's just the visuals, the hallways, the, the Imperials lights, were great. Everything. They were yeah, hilarious, dude. That really funny driver, dude. Yeah. Yes, like, we uh, we've got to talk uh, about that moment when he was like, "We've we've trapped them, sir." And he's like, "Where?" And he's like, "In the cargo control area or whatever." He's like, "Where?" In the cargo control. <laughs> Where? And then they all get sucked <laughs> out. That was amazing. <laughs> That's well, the kind before of like that, humor with yeah, action. I'd, That's just incredible. Yes, and before that, the trooper is like, "There's, there's at least ten of them." It's like we only show four life yeah. forms on board. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. Also, how many, how many stormtroopers are in a squadron? Because they were just like when they were talking beforehand, they were like, "How many people do you expect are on this ship?" And they were like, "One squadron at most." And there was so many troopers, forty, yes. <laughs> a lot, and they all just got God. Just mowed down. Oh, in the moment where Mando uh, essentially does the bum rush with the best car to throw mm-hmm. those detonators out. Yeah, nice, absolutely That's epic. And sick. I thought it was cool to show um, Bo-Katan and the other two like <clears throat> what the best car can do. Because yeah. I mean, they yeah. probably know, but we never saw best car in Clone Wars or Rebels. Yeah. So yeah. like, this is like them seeing. Oh my God! If we have this armor and these mm-hmm. weapons, we could take Mandalore back in a day. Yeah, and we got a good shot of when they use the smoke bomb, and they pan back into being oh in the Mando's God. helmet, and you can see, yeah, yeah, you can see the the heat signatures of the other stormtroopers. So that oh was super cool. It makes that you think about how worthless epic. the stormtrooper helmets really are, because they were entirely <laughs> yeah. blinded. It was just like, dang, they guys. can filter smoke, but not toxins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and even exactly. the smoke they filter, they can't see through it though. It so. still it's smells just, bad. <laughs> they can't see through it. You just can't <laughs> breathe like, it. <laughs> Which again just speaks to Bryce Dallas Howard on this episode. Like every every piece of it was just directed so well. This is a de- I mean we've been talking about this almost twice the length of the actual episode itself because it was so dense. It was so well paced. Yeah. Well, and you know what we um, haven't even talked about, guys? Freaking Moff Gideon and the whole oh, yeah. and right. and the whole uh, like self sacrifice of of the Imperials to yeah. try to not give the ship up. I mean that was a pretty yeah. huge Along with moment. the Empire, time to die. Yeah, it was very Nazi Nazi Germany, right? Where you would like pop the yes. fake tooth and and bite the cyanide or arsenic yes. kill, yes. but it was like the an electrocution. Has cyanide capsules. Yeah. Yeah, horrifying. And I right. love that sh- that Bo-Katan is like, "Where is it? Where is the dark saber?" Like, she's yeah, she kill needs me. it. Where is I it? want that Bo-Katan Moff Gideon fight, man. I know. Or does Ahsoka team great. up with her and then Ahsoka versus Moff Gideon with the Darksaber? Like That would be interesting. There's Yeah, and clearly, so, uh, clearly Gideon uh, knows about, you know, Bo-Katan's group because he was like, Is this the same yeah. people that hit the other shipments or whatever? And and the Imperials were like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. So it feels very much like Thrawn and, and Tarkin in Rebels talking about uh, you know, Ezra and, and that whole mm-hmm. splinter group of the rebels. And they did sure. a hell of a casting job with the captain of that ship because he looks oh, like man. an Imperial captain, yeah. like a tan Dude, ass, a real tan Imperial captain, but he looks yeah. like an Imperial captain. <laughs> he, he was on and Scarif. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I went back through to see if he was like a, a extra or something from a different show, but this is the first time he showed up in Star Wars. Hmm. Yeah. And, and there's also the point where, like, I, I like the, the little subtle details because this is post Empire, right? So, so everyone's mm-hmm. kind of fracturing. Did you notice that the pilots, like, their hair is a little long? Like, clearly yeah. they're, yeah. they haven't been keeping up with with regulations. Yes. Like, they're they're a little mm-hmm. unkempt. And I'm like, oh god, the little. De- it's like when wow, the, good point, good point. Yeah, like in the first season when the clients stormtroopers, all their armor was dirty. dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like I love how they're just like, yeah, we don't have the budget anymore. I know. We just we have so many more more tactile details in this show that we've never seen. Like there's a shot of the uh, there's a shot of the that imperial guy. I don't know what his name is that that shot the two the two pilots. There's yeah. a shot of his hands and his gloved hands on mm. the on the on the steering whatever 
Throttles? I don't know. Throttles, yeah. Sure. The steering wheel, that's not a wheel, but it's a square with two handles, that thing. And he's like (laughs) gripping it, and it's like all the wrinkles in his clothes and like the buttons in the background. It's just, it's so visceral and tactile. It's just incredible he's yeah so so th- incredible. that guy also his name is titus welliver is the actor oh, and he's been titus? that should just be his imperial name too <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was on the show uh bosch i believe um for like 60 episodes yeah. he's an actor like, he's been on My parents a bunch of stuff yeah um which is great because i think that's you know they're bringing in all these people that have huge resumes to be one-off characters they're like hell yeah i got a day i can be on the mandalorian <laughs> Oh, oh man, so I'm so cool. jacked up talking about this guy. I love like, I this just, show. I just, this this episode was just start to finish. Everything. Oh oh oh! Frog Lady like, was a babysitter, right? And and Baby Yoda oh, yeah. played with the tadpole. We have to say that too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he learned. And the tadpole looked at Baby Yoda with fly eyes. With yeah. like, there's yeah. like there's the shot with like a thousand Baby Yodas. Like a fly has all the different lenses or whatever on his yeah. eyes. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and I like that he like he went from the eating the eggs in the last episode, which is still very weird. To this time, he's like, oh, petting the tadpole, like learning about the circle Did of life. Did anyone think he was sh- eating that tadpole? I was so yes, scared. I thought he was going to, right in front worried. of the fucking parents. I thought he was going to eat their child <laughs> right in front of the fucking parents. I thought but he was going to do At it. the very end, I thought he was going to have one of the eggs in his hand and just pop it in his mouth, and that was going to be like, So glad the episode. they did not. Uh, and shout out to, I'm looking at IMDb right now, Misty, Rosa, Misty Rosas, who played Frog Lady, who we said was the quill. Uh, puppeteer from season one. She did great. And then John Cameron Mitchell, uh, or John Cameron was Frogman. And guess who did the voice for both of them? Hmm. Our old friend, D. Bradley Baker. That makes so much sense. Really? That makes so much sense. <laughs> Master of that a thousand voices. Yeah. Fantastic. Love him. Fantastic. Uh, this, <sighs> we forgot to rate last week's episode uh, because we, we, we've only done it once and we missed last week. Guys, let's go around the horn. Out of 10, what would you rate the heiress, Corey? 10. Charles? Nine and a half. <laughs> Fair. Ahsoka's coming, Corey. Gosh darn it. Nine, <laughs> yeah. 9.9. 9.9. Uh, I will also go 10 because when Ahsoka comes, it goes to 11. Um, <laughs> so right. I'll be ready for that. That's right. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I said I didn't know if I was going to in the beginning of the episode, but this is the best episode so far of the show. Yeah. I think it is. I think I'll like, say that I, too. I've never I been think so it's hyped. Pretty, I think it's pretty hard to argue. Like We've been talking for 57 minutes about this. Twice as long as the episode. <laughs> yeah. I know. I still got so... more shit to say. <laughs> yeah. I know. It just—it's just every like you can talk for thirty seconds about every single second yeah. of the show yeah. because there's just so many details in this. It's just nuts. And just, it's just nuts. A, like the biggest shout out because I know last year the, the sanctuary episode that Bryce Dallas Howard did, it wasn't our favorite, but a lot of people really unjustly kind of like shit on that episode or talk about it as filler or whatever it is. Um, but Bryce Dallas Howard did a great job making it, and this one is just like, uh, it, it's amazing. All the things she was able to put in here, like we've said, comedy, action, dramatic yeah. storytelling, character beats, cameos, like it was it's everything that this show God. everything this show's been building to, I think, is is what this episode represents. Um and yeah, next next uh next week we definitely have the Carl Weathers episode. It is gonna be a new mission with Cara Dune and Grief Karga, um on his way to hopefully Ahsoka. I uh Meh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what it, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I hope I'm excited good. for Grief Karga. I love Grief. Grief Karga could redeem the episode. Mando, and he's got his new red threads. <laughs> like he looks. He went shopping. I love new outfits. Um, so I, I have a question about this episode and about past episodes. Now they said the the what was it the armorer said bring the child back to its kind, but yeah. do they ever mention the word Jedi no. in season no. one? I think she mentions that. Oh, uh, actually, doesn't she say sorcerers? Yeah, but she, she, but say she, has, she doesn't. Does say, she say sorcerers called Jedi? Does she yeah, say that? I'm she said sure. the Mandalorian people, uh, the ancient Mandalorians, fought against an ancient race of people called, or an ancient group of sorcerers called Jedi. Okay, does she say that. I think yeah. she does. Okay. Yeah, she mentions them, we, and I think it's like it, implying that they will hold the information to find his race of people. Yeah, because he specifically states, well, "I'm trying to return the child to the Jedi," so he. Puts it out there. That's what mm-hmm. we're trying to do. <laughs> what the fuck is Ahsoka going to do with the baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> what, 
What, what, what are gonna they going to do with Baby Yoda it? in general? Because he's not going know. to mature in any kind of truly substantial way in yes. the time span yep. of what this show is probably going to be. Right? Or, I think he's going to learn. Maybe... Maybe I, even the time span of what we have so far in canon, honestly. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's how old I is he? Had, how old is he? What were the 50. last three digits? 50, yeah, he's fifty, 50 and and we're gonna see maybe what? I mean, like how how long at, do you think we we've 10? seen so, so far? What kind of in universe time span? A matter of months, oh, less than a year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, if months, if this is him maybe, at no, fifty, if even that weeks. Yeah, weeks. he he is that he is that young, Days? and I think. It's going to be microcosms of like the the frog lady egg stuff. Like he's going to learn little lessons along the way, and like he's really there to make Din kind of grow as a person to realize mm-hmm. what it's like to care for something other than himself. And I think Baby Yoda is just a vehicle for that. His little his yeah. little um, baby stroller, floating baby stroller, is gone. We will not see oh, that yeah. again. It got you know, it got all dented. Gotta up get and a destroyed. new one. Yeah. So now they can have a Funko of Baby Made Yoda of indented there. Because apparently that thing's going to get beat up all the time. Yeah. Oh, wait. Last question I have for you guys. So Mando Mondays have been a thing. If, if anyone listening doesn't know, every Monday there's been a slew of Mandalorian merchandise that's come out. Last week we got the Mandalorian helmet, the Black Series with all the stuff. Incredible. Um, Do you think we're going to get a Bo-Katan Black Series helmet? Yes. Because... Ooh. Oh my god! I, I kind of I doubt it. I don't know. I think I, there's a market for it. There's got. I think be. So. there might be. The, yeah, it's the black series helmets are like they're pretty common stuff though. There's not a lot of weird black series helmets. That's fair. I know. I'm excited. Is there I'm a cardinal one? No, I don't know. No, I don't no. think so. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, I don't. Yeah, they're all like stormtroopers, Darth Vader. Like it's yep. like stuff that Mando. That, like everybody knows, right? I don't yeah. know. I think if you're gonna bring it into your live action tv show i think possibly i mean there are people who did cosplaying a lot easier yeah and there are people who did not know who bokatan was like we were saying earlier until they saw this episode and in uh, you can bet you're behind that people liked her enough that they were like i want that helmet that's right, yeah. that's right. Uh, i i'm not gonna lie i'm looking at these <laughs> at these guys i'm like come star wars celebration 2022 uh, i hope i have like a thousand dollars cash <laughs> <laughs> take it oh my god <laughs> Wait, do I just put all? Do I dye my hair total gray and do a Cobb Vanth? It's like, what are we? What are we <laughs> doing? Oh my god! I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, guys, what an episode! So great. What Mandalorian is really shaping up to be like something like we've never seen before. Like the level of quality here is just unmatched. Every single episode is phenomenal. Like the mm-hmm. writing is phenomenal. Like if this is what the future of Star Wars looks like, and we've got this sort of like, we've got this. You know, let's rush to make some big budget movies because we paid four billion dollars for a franchise. We've got that like out of the way now, and this mm-hmm. is what we have to look forward to. Like this is like Marvel level connections. Yeah. Like, but holy guys, crap! The next ten years of Star Wars is going to be fucking. This incredible. is better. Yeah. This is better than a movie. I'm just going to say. That. I'm not saying yes, Mandalorian is the best project yeah. that's ever been in Star Wars, but this is better than a movie because we get a lot yeah. more story. Yeah. When everyone's yep. saying, like, get, give all these directors a movie, give them a movie, I'm like, yo, a lot of the big movie directors are going to Netflix for, like, TV shows. Like, that's what they yep. want to be doing. I and, would rather have <coughs> nine hours of content than a two-hour exactly. movie anyway. Exactly. I also want to put this out to you guys. Um, so there's eight episodes in this season. The last episode comes out December 18th. Can't wait. A week from that is Christmas. Merry freaking Christmas. A week from that is New Year's. <laughs> and then we get the High Republic. That is what Star Wars looks like coming up. Every day Good. is Christmas. <laughs> Every day is Christmas with the Mandalorian in midstride. Every Friday. And the Bad Batch Every is Thursday coming next year. Christmas Eve. Santa comes. Leave out the cookies. And the Beskar. And the Beskar. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on this episode before we wrap this up? One final thought. Um, Go. When I was watching, when they were in the, uh, we're in the, the cruiser. So Mando walks up. And then the dude, the other guy, the other Mandalorian, um, Wolves. Axe. Oh, Axe. They axe. they have they have thigh armor on their on their person, mm. and mm-hmm. Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks' character don't have thigh armor. They have hip armor. So I don't know if it's difference between oh. genders. The Ooh. ladies get hip armor, and the dudes get thigh armor. And well, yeah, I see that too. Last fun fact on Axe Woves, the the actor who who played him put up a big Instagram post. Also, I love how much all these guys love being in the Mandalorian. It's so obvious. Um, yes. He said Axe Woves. Apparently, George Lucas visited set one day and just named his character. 
That's a George Lucas name. You know why? You know why? He got named by George Lucas. He was driving to the set and listening to Drake, and he just heard, I was riding through the six with my woes, and he thought it said woves. (laughs) And so he's like, woves, I like that. I like that, Drake. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Also, the fact that George Lucas can just pop into Star Wars products whenever he wants is fucking incredible. And just name stuff. And they're like, hey, I don't know if we're going to axe this character. And he goes, axe. (laughs) <laughs> Hold on! No, no, you can't, you can't, because that—that's Axe Wolves right there. That's that's Axe Wolves. Yep, that's such a good George Lucas impression. <laughs> <It's> like, and, <laughs> really and who is she? Well, that, that's Keanu Reeves. That's a person. All right, it's Koska Reeves. Yep, that's who that is. All right, George, thanks for coming up. Bye, guys. We'll put a sofa in it. <laughs> oh. Bryce Dallas Howard just turns to her assistant director and is like, "Lock the doors." Lock the doors. <laughs> We can't have another Stu John situation. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. Well, my friends, uh, oh, say Corey Charles, any final thoughts from you guys? We got hip armor now. We got no. Axe Woves. No. no. I just want to reiterate. I'm ready. That's it. Yeet. <laughs> yeet, yeet the baby. Uh, give me give me Funkos of Bo-Katan uh, and Cobb Vanth. And uh, we have enough child merchandise. And on that, everyone... Oh boy, that is going to do it for this week's massively epic episode of Bounty Hunt. Keep your eyes out for our next hunt. We'll be diving into episode four of season two of The Mandalorian. If you're listening, you already support us on Patreon.com, so thank you for that. We especially want to thank Cheryl Bell and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council, Elizabeth Cloutier, Kyle Hickman, Sally and Chris Eilerson, and Freddie C. on our Alliance High Command. Go ahead and tell us all your thoughts about The Mandalorian in our Discord community at utd.com slash Discord and use those spoiler brackets. Everyone's been doing very well. This is a heads up. We go spoiler free Mondays after the show is out. Uh, spoiler brackets before then. Follow the main show on Twitter at Living Force Pod and all of us individually for our latest thoughts on all things Star Wars at Eric Allerson, at Doc Star Wars MD, at C. Hankel, and at Boss West. Until next time, I like, I like Drake. It's Axe Wolves, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com.